guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show, and today we are on, uh, well damn, season, god damn it, episode number 27, the Cash Flow Game. This is a very exciting time to be alive. Now, Robert Kiyosaki, I believe, has this on his website, and the Cash Flow Game, it's interesting. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to break this down in detail, just like any other board game, Okay. It provides us with instant feedback, okay? So if you look at your bank statement right now in real time, and you look and you say, God damn, this is a bunch of bullshit I got in my bank. Wait, well, it's basically the world saying, hey, you got to wake the fuck up, okay? And stop going after your income statement and start going after that balance sheet. You see what I mean? Now, we could learn a lot if we tuned in more. Right, so there was one time Robert Kiyosaki said that he complained to his wife that the cleaners had shrunk his pants, right? And then his his wife smiled, she laughed, she was like, uh, and she poked at his stomach and said, um, yeah, uh, it's not the pants that shrunk, it's you who expanded. So the cash flow game, again, that, that's basically someone saying to you, you know what, stop placing blame on others when you need to place blame on yourself. See, that's a beautiful thing, right? That's a beautiful thing. And it's designed, this game is designed to give everyone personal feedback, right? And its purpose is to give you options, just like Monopoly, just like everything, right? So if you draw the boat car and it puts you into debt, the question is, now what can you do? How many different financial options can you come up with? See, that's the purpose of the game is to teach players to think and create new and various financial options, okay? See, thousands of people around the world apparently had played this game. And the players who get out of the rat race are the quickest to understand numbers and have creative financial minds. That's all there is to it. That's basically all there is to it. No, that's not the end of the podcast. We're still going. But look at it this way. I look at my family. I saw them in a picture, right? And I don't know whose home they were. They were in. I have no idea whose home that was in. Uh, but I looked at my brother. He looked so angry. It's just like when I saw his smile, I was like, that's not a real smile. I looked at my mom. She's just like, uh, she's smiling for the camera. Luckily, my nephew, my sister's son, who I hadn't spoken to in a while. It's all good. Hey, such is life. But he's an eighth grader now. And he hopefully he is doing well in school. And he was uh, smiling also. He's the only one that was really, really content. I said to myself, I said, man, I do, I really, really hope, I really do hope that at some point they find happiness. I do. Because looking at that picture, I could feel it. And oh, let me be wrong. I'll be more than happy to be wrong. And I hope that they are enjoying themselves. But I know my brother isn't. I can tell by the things he says and the videos I've watched, you know? So... What can you do now with all those financial, you know, the financial options and getting out of that rat race? That's what it's about. See, my grandma, my aunt, who I haven't spoken to in probably three, four years. That doesn't matter. Eh, three, four years, 30, 40 years, all good. They went to Las Vegas. And the last time I had spoken to her, she's like, hey, Arsenio, I now understand what your family's all about. And I said, what do you mean by that? She's like, yeah, every time I go there, your mom, you know, uh, she encourages me to take you guys to the mall for me to spend money on them. I was like, uh, yeah, my family is 
materialism driven, money driven. So if you come and you're like, hey, let's just uh, let's go to the mall. And then my mom and your mom, I see her and I see the look and the gesture she's doing with her head. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the mall. Have her buy you things. And then when she comes back home, my mom says, how much did she spend? Oh, my gosh, she spent $250. And it's never enough. You see what I mean? See, my aunt, she's in the rat race. She does do some complaining, but she's the most educated out of all of them. I'm not saying she's financially educated, but she's been taking care of my grandma for 30, 30 years already. And they're living in New York, and they are scared because if they were to move to, of course, Las Vegas, what would happen then? What would happen then? My mom would take and get as much money. My family would take and get as much money as they possibly could. You see what I mean? See, getting out of that rat race, I decided to not be in that rat race. I decided not to be in that little in that system. And therefore, yeah, my fa- it's kind of like the what is it? The crayfish. What did um Yvette? What did she say? Oh my God, author Yvette Rose. She said. The crayfish in the bowl or the crayfish in the pot? So if one crayfish is trying to get out, the other crayfish ends up just tearing it back down. And so I was the one that was was able to escape the pot, but I can't go back into the pot, nor would I like to go back into the pot. So in saying that, you just have to recognize not only just, you know, not, not only financial options, but options about life. So if we get back into this rich people, they're creative. People who take the longest are people who are not familiar with numbers and often do not understand the power of investing. That's how the game of life works too. So some people playing this game gain lots of money in the game, but they don't know what to do with it. Even though they have money, everyone else seems to be getting ahead of them. It's kind of like everyone, like most athletes, they don't know what to do with it, so they hire a financial manager. Financial manager ends up just nickeling and diming them, and boom, all their money is gone. It's crazy, isn't it? So if this is true, if this is real in real life, which it is, there are a lot of people out there who have a lot of money, and they just don't get ahead financially. I mean, think about it. All these rappers and people who are doing this and that, what are they buying? They're buying all these chains. These, these damn Supremes, all this materialistic bullshit so they could fit in with un, a bunch of other bullshit-ass losers. But Robert Kiyosaki also said that he has watched people get the right opportunity card and then not have enough money. Then they complain that they would have gotten out of the rat race if they had more money. So they sit there. And this is what a lot of people do in real life. I'll repeat that one more time. You said he has watched... People get the right opportunity card and then not have enough money at that specific moment. Then they complain that they would have gotten out of the rat race if they had more money. That's basically saying, hey, be prepared when the opportunity comes. I was just listening to that podcast. I think it was Trent Shelton, if I'm not mistaken. Or was it Darren Hardy? Now, I had to be Trent. And it was like, you know what? I'm going to save my money because I want to be ready for when when an opportunity arises. It was either Trent Shelton or Les Brown, one of the two. And so that is the game of life. This is a trap that the majority of people fall into day in and day out. So he has also watched people, okay, that pull a great opportunity card. They read it out loud. 
and have no idea, no idea that it's a great opportunity. I'll say that one more time. People, they have a tendency of pulling a great opportunity card, reading it out loud, and have no idea that it's a great opportunity. It's like with Gary V and Uber, right? Gary V said, man, I wish I would have never passed on Uber. If I hadn't passed on Uber, I would be $400 million richer right now. So these are things to really consider when it all when it when it's all said and done people. This is the most important aspect. And so when that opportunity comes and it's staring you right in the face and you don't do anything about it, hey, guess what? That was their lifeline to get the hell out of the rat race. Little did they know it was that. Right? So again, most people have an opportunity of a lifetime flash in front of them, and they fail to see it. A year later, they find out about it after everyone else got rich. It's kind of like with stocks, right? Financial intelligence is simply just having more options. If the opportunities aren't coming your way, what else can you do to improve your financial position? Well, if an opportunity lands in your lap, you have no money, and the bank won't talk to you. What else can you do to get the opportunity to work in your favor? See, if your hunch is wrong... And what you've been counting on doesn't even happen. How can you turn that, what's that saying? Turn that lemon into millions. See, that's financial intelligence. It is not so much what happens, but how many different financial solutions you can think of to turn a lemon into millions. You know, Tyler Perry is someone that I really look up to because he's very articulate, intellectual as hell. He said, I remember still watching his play about 14 years ago in 2006. And this play was called uh, Medea Get Out of Jail or something like that. It was so funny. Oh, my God. And while he was doing this play, he was talking about a lot of different things and talking about the game of life in general. But from that play, he is now on stage and he's receiving these awards. And he said something saying, you know what? Where I own my business I forgot what they call it, Lionsgate. I'm not exactly sure what his business is called, but he makes his own movies, right? Gets his own cast, everything. It's just amazing. And it's out there in Atlanta, Georgia. He said, 100 years ago, there were slaves that existed and did all the jobs for the white man on this property. But now, this property is owned by one Negro. And I thought that was the most amazing thing I had ever heard in my life. Because... He had a lemon, and what, it wasn't even a lemon. This guy was homeless living out of his car, out of his car. And now he's a, oh, man, you know what, if I get, well, you, you know what, because I already told you guys that you can't necessarily, uh, what is it, check out, what, net worth. I told you that net worth is completely useless. Uh, but you know what, I just would love to see Tyler Perry, again, close to a billionaire. Just amazing because that film industry, he owns that. But again, keep in mind, it wasn't all sunshine. He was living out of a car at one point. So guys, just think about it. I mean, can you turn that lemon into millions? And I'm beginning to do that right now. I'm like, okay, if I do this, do you think this will hit? So here I am, pronunciation course number one, pronunciation course number two. And now it's all about marketing it. So, do you have what it takes is the big question. So, guys, 
stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.